Hey everybody, Eric Carter here from YourRealityRecaps.com with an all-new Real Housewives of New York blogs read to you by me. You're welcome. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, basically I just thought it's kind of hard for you guys maybe to read through all the blogs at work or on the train, and the Bravo site is so cluttered with ads and boop, boop, boop. So, you know, wouldn't it just be much more fun for me to read them to you? And thus, how this podcasty new edition was born. And I'm sure I don't need to tell you that we have a ton of shows available for you in podcast, audio, or or video form over on iTunes and on Stitcher. And if you guys are listening to them on iTunes or Stitcher, do us a favor, give us a nice rating and review. It really helps support our shows. We have them as single feeds where you can just get the shows that you want to hear about in audio or video form, or we have a main feed where you can get everything in audio or video form. All the information is over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash podcast. And hey, if you guys want to also help support our show, check out that link for Amazon on the homepage of yourrealityrecaps.com. It's a picture of Amazon. You just click there to start your amazon.com shopping. You don't pay anymore. We get a little bit back and it really helps support our shows. Have I said support our shows enough yet, people? Because there's one more way and there's only 10 days left to do it. Most importantly, check out our Kickstarter over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash kick. Like I say, only 10 days left to help us bring you coverage from the Reality Rally, a live stream from the Big Brother premiere party, the Amazing Race finale live stream, access to all of your favorite reality stars, all of our blogs, video mashups, video recaps, interviews, and everything we give you guys for free all year long. Um, it would just really, really help us out if you donated anything that you could to our Kickstarter. Because, hey, if we don't get that funded, um, I don't know that we can do Reality Rally or a lot of the stuff that we're doing anymore. It just costs us hundreds of dollars a month, and we really need your help to be able to keep doing this. So, like I say, it is March 19th. There is only 10 more days. Any amount would help. And if you don't like Kickstarter, you can always make a donation um, directly to us in PayPal as well. All of that information is in the sidebar over on the website. But enough about how much you love me by doing those things, because I know that you do love me. So that's where you're going to go do it. <laughs> or I'm going to cry if you don't. <laughs> no, not. We got to talk about the Real Housewives of New York for week two, where I will be now reading you their blogs. So, without further ado, let's get into it. <laughs> First up is Kristen, and I just have to say again how much I love her. Okay, <laughs> so, because she's just like me, uh, here we go. Me again, I would like to remind you that I'm not a writer, just a housewife with real in front of that. The good news is that I hear writing is much like sending a long email. Oh, my bad. That's for writing a book, not a blog. Well, anywho, here we go. Hashtag ghostwriter. See, she's so like me, like with the here we go. And um, side note, Ghostwriter was one of my favorite shows of the 90s. If you guys know what that was, but you probably don't. Okay, so let's continue. 
I hope you all paid close attention to Carol and Aviva's lunch. I know I did. This damn lunch. We all heard about this lunch for months. It was a she said, she said type of a thing. No one really knew what happened. Just Aviva and Carol until now. Did you notice that thunder and rain in the scene? Did they put that in? Carol, Aviva, was it really raining and stormy that day outside or just inside? I loved when they scanned the restaurant and how uncomfortable Carol was the whole time. Aviva was trying to make Carol uncomfortable, or so she thought. The glasses thing? So weird. The moving men? The bowl of pasta? I missed that. Did Carol love pasta last season? Nope, she didn't. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a writer. Obviously, not the sharpest tool in the shed either, but to imply that Carol had a ghostwriter is pretty downright cruel. She fanned her on so hard last season about loving her book and her writing, and now is simply implying that she had a ghostwriter? I think Aviva should have just admitted if she looked into ghost-slash-co-writers and just found, like a long email, that she was able to... Uh, do it on her own, that there was nothing wrong with that. The only other friend that I have that's written a book is Brandy. Okay, and Kristen, we get it. You're friends with Brandy. She's like sticking this into every damn block. Okay, she sits and she writes, like a long email, yes, puts in a ton of work, then gives it to her co-writer who tweaks it and puts it together. Brandy has praised her co-writer. Just saying. I think that one can learn a lot from good old Walt Disney. Hashtag Pinocchio. Okay, another side note is I love Disney, as you all probably already know. I think that you will see a lot of us ladies just confused by this whole hashtag bookgate. Wondering whose side do we take? Who do we believe? It's crazy to finally see how it unfolded. And I'm new to the group. And I just don't want to take sides yet. It's crazy to finally see how everything is playing out, and it's not really my fight. But if you ask me, Carol wrote her book. I say yes, 150%, or 100%, whatever. You know what I mean. Hashtag too much Pino. Okay, already, Kristen, I'm getting a little sick of your hashtags at the end of every single paragraph. <laughs> Do you think that Aviva was being overly sensitive, mean, or gossipy about the whole thing? Even Ramona was surprised by Aviva's behavior. I kind of was surprised by her behavior as well. Not. Hashtag not. <laughs> at this point, when I went out with the girls in the park, let's remember, I literally just met all of these women except for Heather. I wasn't at this, and I wasn't at this lunch. I need to sit back and listen and form my own opinions. I am listening. Listening. Wait, her dad's a sex addict? Oh my god, my face. I had no idea, and boy, do I find out. Hashtag stay tuned. Can I just skip the hashtags, people? No, I want to read it exactly as they wrote it. Fine. I also don't usually exercise um, with that much makeup on. Oh, I'm sure you don't. Okay, all caps. I don't let my kids drink beer or wine. Did I miss that that was a point of this episode? Anyway, so funny. Cashy's quick response, though, right? Hashtag really. Kingsley throwing food on the floor, etc. Oh, my God. I just people. 
It's okay, me now, Eric. I just totally realized that Kingsley is also um, Kim's dog on Housewives of Beverly Hills. And now it's this lady's um, kid's name. I'm not saying her kid's a dog. I'm just saying I thought it was funny. Okay, moving on. Can we talk about what a mess my house is with toys everywhere? Ugh, it's so nice spending time with Heather and her family. Our kids get along great and as do our hubbies. We have such a fun time all around. Okay, so Kingsley. She did this crazy crab crawl. Oh, I guess Kingsley's a girl. I thought it was a boy. Okay, I really need to pay more attention. Did anyone else's child crawl like that? Hashtag tweet me. So when she was six months old, she hit all of her milestones except rolling over, and she never really did a traditional crawl. My mommy instincts told me that there was an issue, but the pediatrician said it was fine. Hashtag second opinion. I got rid of that doctor quick. I saw a new one and got a physical evaluation, the super expensive evaluation where she cried so much she threw up, and then I cried so much I threw up. Oh my god, I totally... I hear you on that. Um, The results were that she was physically delayed and that she was indeed in need of physical therapy. Serious therapy. Like three days a week therapy. She she was and is doing fine now, but as a mother, it breaks your heart. You just wonder, where would she be today if she didn't get that second opinion? It's hard. Okay, you should have sued the shit out of that doctor then. Um, You just wonder where she would have been. Okay, it's hard. We get it. Uh, It's a year later and she is walking no more crab crawl. But for some reason, I'm still emotional about it and having a hard time writing this. But I'm not sure why. Well, maybe you're having a hard time, Kristen, because you keep talking about how you don't really like your kids that much. Anywho, I mean, this episode, you were like, you like them. But I'm just saying in the last one, you were like, oh my god, I hate my kids. Okay, let's wrap up Kristen, but we're still two pages left. Okay, so she got fit for braces to help support her back and legs. We call them her pretty girl shoes or butterfly shoes. Oh, that is precious. The shoes give her support that she needs in her legs and ankles and helps to strengthen her back, etc. We try to get her to wear them at least once a day. You try and get her to wear them? You just put them on her. That's what am I missing? Um, we do the best that we can. Are you sure? day by day we do listen if i didn't catch this early on she would have been okay question mark yes sure i guess okay but struggling i'm very happy though that i caught it early i was crying watching heather talk about jacks and all the struggles that she went through wow unbelievable i remember meeting her and hearing all about it I'm not that religious of a person, but I believe in God and that only God gives you as much as you can handle. Jax's story really makes you understand how important organ donation is. Heather is one tough cookie, one kick-butt businesswoman, a loving wife, an amazing mother, and a supportive, faithful, loyal, loving friend. Just don't cross her. Hashtag bossy pants. Aviva's move. She states the most stressful thing in life is divorce, check, death, check, her mother, and moving, check. All that with a horrible accident. 
Hello, I'm just meeting her and hearing all about this. Does anybody else think this is where all of her pent-up anger is coming from? That's a lot of stuff for one leggy blonde, in quotes, because I think that's the name of her book. I can't stand Aviva, so I'm not sure, but I think that's what they said. Harrison's bedroom is nicer than mine. For real, you guys, hashtag lucky kid. I would love to see Sonia and Harry together forever. I really think that they're perfect for each other. This was my first spray tan ever. Yeah, and she, like, transitions that quickly, people. <laughs> this was my first tran- This was my first transition. Nope, it was her first spray tan ever. I had no idea what to expect. Let's be clear. The fabulous Sonia Morgan invites you over for anything, and you accept, and you make the hike all the way up town. Okay, people, I live in New York, and let me break this down for you. There's no hiking. Sure, it might be like five or ten minutes, but I think all of us probably travel more than five or ten minutes to get to our friends. So I don't know what I am missing with this whole uptown, downtown, it's so far to go. It is not so far to go. It's just these snooty women with like, oh, we're downtown, we can't associate with uptown, and uptown being like, oh, we can't associate with downtown, because that is what is wrong with the world. But back to Kristen. She says that Kristen, with a Y, the spray tan girl, is amazing. She's from Connecticut, like me, and I use her all the time now. She came over last weekend. I think most of the other girls are using her too. Oh yeah, Kristen, everybody's copying you. Alrighty, so I get invited to Sonia's for the spray tan, and I was told to bring a bikini. I didn't. I'm not big on tan lines, and well, I was hoping maybe the footage would never see the light of day. Right, I'm sure you aren't. Oh, yeah, right. Aha, aha. Oh, that's what she said. She said, oh, yeah, right. See, because look, people, I read them um live with you so that you can have my actual reactions. The only thing I forgot to mention to Josh the whole season was that I spray tanned nearly naked. He was pissed when he saw it, so oops. I explained that I just liked being in a bikini, and it wasn't like I was dancing topless on a bar or something, and he felt like it was me too much skin for the show. Oy vey. And I agree with him. It was way too much skin. You whore. <laughs> no, she's not a whore, everybody. <laughs> I just like that Sonia shares her beauty secrets. I love, love, love it. On to Aviva and Heather in the nail salon. Who is your audience? Aviva responds... Anyone who reads, I guess. Even I could come up with a better pitch than that. Well, it's not too hard to come up with anything smarter than Aviva. Really low blow when Aviva makes that messed up comment in the interview about Heather's business. Hashtag below the belt, not cool. And stop talking about a ghostwriter. Moving on, Aviva's new home is amazing. Really? You're giving her a compliment? Uh, she's a gracious host. The bar was set up in her bedroom, and that was weird. I was scared to spill or mess something up. The point, uh, the paint on some of the walls was practically still wet. The bed thing with Harry, Sonia, Reed, and Aviva, so bizarre. Imagine keeping the bed from your ex. I do think it was totally cool, though, that they're all still close. Um, it's not still cool. It's called a key party. 150%, 100%, whatever. I had a bit too much Ramona on the rocks at that point, and I had only just met these women. Hello, you try sitting next to Ramona and see how you do. Ghostwriter slash co-writer, whatever they want to say, they know what I meant. Bad analogy with the example about my modeling in my interview, and that's all I have to say about that. Ha ha ha. 
Ugh, the whole fight. Here we go. Get ready. This is only the beginning. And why is Aviva so hell-bent on fighting with Carol about something that is so trivial and not even true? Aviva is just so aggressive. It's not a competition. It's really just comparing apples to spaceships, right? <laughs> Best line ever. Hashtag Team Carol. Hindsight is 2020. And that concludes Kristen's block. <laughs> Next up is Luann, who we haven't seen this season and apparently aren't for the next few episodes. And could we just keep it that way? Because who cares about her? Well, maybe she'll prove me wrong. I don't know. P.S. In between doing the last blog entry and this one, I have bitten my tongue and um, it is now very hard to talk. So this should be fun. Okay, here we go with Luann. Hello, my friends. Oh, what, you couldn't say darlings this time? I'm glad you liked my first block. I can't wait for you to see me on the show beginning April 1st. Well, there you go. She's here April 1st. Until then, I'll provide you with my insight into what is happening with the R-H-O-N-Y. Oh, yeah, Luann, because we can't live without that. I can see how Carol would think it's strange Aviva wears similar glasses. Yet, who doesn't get fashion ideas from their friends, and who doesn't like a trend now? again. What made the whole situation weird was that Aviva admitted to copying Carol. Only the housewives could make something so benign as reading glasses into a point of contention. I love to wear fun glasses and capes. Uh, wow. Carol, <laughs> Carol should know that fashion statements like sectoral glasses become trendy when enough wearers copy the look. When I read a memoir, I imagined the author telling the story in their own voice, even if she hired help to get the words on the paper. Nonetheless, Carol's memoir of the time following her husband's death is deeply personal, and I find it hard to imagine she didn't write this book herself. Aviva is crafty, and she doesn't ask innocent questions, nor do most of the housewives who have ulterior motives, by the way. Aviva shouldn't have asked Carol if she used a ghostwriter because it's assumed when no one else's name is on the book jacket that she authored the work herself. Aviva may think Carol was being condescending, but Carol was finding it difficult to take Aviva seriously after she claimed writing her memoir was as easy as writing emails. I think Aviva felt threatened and resorted to hurtful accusations because she's a four-year-old. I wish that little mower would have just rid up her body and taken more of it. And then she wouldn't be here. No, I'm kidding. I'm so, I'm kidding. You have to be pretty confident and be very uninhibited to have your at spray home tanning session filmed for all to see. I say, thanks for sharing, ladies. I respect Sonia and Kristen's decision. But for me, spa activities are better done alone solo. That's because you're like the Crypt Keeper, Luann. Um, Aviva couldn't resist during the pod when she shared the rumor that Carol had a ghostwriter with Ramona and Heather. I was surprised that Aviva would confide in Heather or Ramona since both ladies are Carol's friends. This wasn't a smart move if, as Aviva, was trying to build friendships. Aviva is a lawyer, and she should know that slander can get her in trouble. She is a lawyer? <laughs> no idea. No, my God. Okay, moving on. I love the scene where Sonia sharpies her bags. P.S. I do that all the time to stuff 
all over the place. <laughs> that it like picture frames, um, shoes. You can do that to a lot, not just bags. Okay. Um, I love the scene where Sonia sharpies her bags. It's a great trick for back bags and shoes when you don't have the time or money to spend on new ones. Maybe I should read ahead a little bit. <laughs> it shows that Sonia has a frugal side and that she understands the fabulousness of vintage. I wasn't surprised when Ramona encouraged Heather to tell Kara, Carol about Aviva's rumor mongering because Heather and Carol are good friends. You never know with Ramona if she's inciting conflict or really trying to stay neutral for the time being. Well, right, because she's like one of those friggin' stress dolls that you squeeze and the friggin' eyeballs pop out over everything. Whatever. But back to Bookgate, the only name on Carol's book is her own, and I and that suggests to me that she did not employ a ghostwriter. Carol is absolutely justified to defend herself, and she shouldn't have let Aviva spread malicious rumors that could impact her livelihood. In Carol's situation, I would have confronted Aviva, but I would have chosen a more appropriate time than her housewarming party, an event that Carol should have opted not to attend. Regardless, Aviva's rumor could have significant impact on Carol's career, and I understand why Carol wanted to nip the situation in the bud. But get ready for more drama. Until next week, bisqua, or bisquits, whatever the hell she says. Nobody has told me yet what, how you say that word. But look, all you can do, Luann, is say what you would have done in situations because you're not on the show. I suspect you won't be on the show um, next season either. Thus concludes Luann's blog. <laughs> next up is Sonia. And I totally forgot to tell you what their blogs are called. So um, Luann's is called I'm Relevant and Kristen's is called I'm Stupid. No, I d- that's not what they were called. But uh, Sonia's really is called Sonia is the Switzerland of Bookgate. Here we go. Carol meets Aviva to talk book soup, and oh my, here goes Aviva again with the awkward, nervous comments. I almost died when she took out the eyeglasses. I know she wanted to compliment Carol by buying the same glasses as her. No, she didn't. But we saw Carol's reaction last year when Luann mimicked her style in London. Carol said, the bitch stole my luck. She didn't take it as flattery, and now her buck. Laugh out loud. She says that flattery is the best flattery. I am definitely going to use that line. I have stolen other lines of Carol's, so why not? I'm also guilty of copying her hair, apparently. Carol's professional writer, Carol is a professional writer, and says that's all she has. We know she has so much more than just being a writer. She's also one cool cat. But for Carol, her books are a major part of her identity, and it's not something that she does on the side. It's her thing. Aviva writes her memoir as a way to help others with their pain and to get over her own. I know when I perform my sing-song, self-deprecating comic skits, and share my bargain fashion tips, I do it to help others and to liberate myself. I understand where Aviva is coming from, and I also understand where Carol is coming from. This is not resigning with Carol, and she does not congratulate Aviva for her accomplishment because she feels her unique talents are slighted. On another note, what they should really be fighting about are those lips. Who's are better? If I thought I could get a pair like that, I would have totally gone and got them done. No, you wouldn't, Sonia. You would go and get your boobs done. Who are you kidding? 
Last year, last year, see my tongue. <laughs> last year, Avila said Ramona had an alcohol problem. Yet, each one of their encounters has taken place over a glass of wine. First tequila shots, and now Aviva really knows how to break the ice. She chooses to meet at a liquor store or, and to buy more alcohol. We can see that she definitely wants to get on Ramona's good side when she calls in her as a wine expert. But to admit, she can be charming when she wants to. I really have to commend Heather for her contributions to organ donation and her dedication to helping save all those children's lives. Jax is so cute and such a gift. I reached out to her and got involved with the Rust Institute of Rehabilitation Medicine at NYU Lagoon Medical Center through the Intimate Apparel Square Club O. My God, it's even harder when you're talking to stolen people. Look, she got involved, okay? <laughs> Which dedicates its fundraising to support pediatric rehabilitation services at Rusk, as well as programs at Tisch Hospital and the NYU Henry and Lucy Moss Center for students with disabilities. Wow, we get it, Sonia. You're doing a lot. She donated her valuable time, as I have, to support kids in rehab who are recovering from burns and other debilitating injuries. I really appreciate and respect her for supporting children. Who is going to support me for having to read that paragraph? I'm kidding. It is always good to do charity and help people. One thing that I like about Harry and Aviva is that they're on the same page on parenting. That's why it's so important to me that they continue to get along. Now, are they really getting along? I don't know if I would really say that they're really getting along, uh, but okay. Um, and that they have made it through the tough divorce at this point. Kids always come first in my book, and Harry's son with Aviva, Harrison, is such a great kid. I've known Harry for almost 30 years. A lot of them, you were, if you know what I mean. We dated decades ago, so he's trying to rekindle our romance. Aviva, sometimes surprised by this, but is 100% behind it. It's really for the best of all of us if Harry settles down with me. Sorry, I'm totally jummering over them. However, <laughs> I'm committed to Ben right now, and he wouldn't be because he's so much younger and hotter and apparently rich. By the way, I sent Harry home right after. Dot, 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 to be continued. I know, I know, I looked provocative. Oh, please, you are giving him a handy J in your back garden in two seconds. Who are you kidding? Sonia. Okay, I feel like Kristen could use some Sonia style to spice things up, so I'm taking her under my wing. First, lingerie shopping, and now spray tanning. She seems to be at loggerhead in her marriage, a bit fed up with the tiring side of motherhood and the momentary standstill in her career. I just wanted to help her get over that speed bump. Oh, yep. Child problems. Problems with your kids? Oh, career issues? Have Sonya give you a spray tan. Problem solved. You are batshit, Sonia. Okay, she has some spunk, even though I made those Stepford Wives jokes. First, we heard from Aviva that her publisher said Carol's book needs eight months and that it came from a ghostwriter. Now we see Aviva come into the salon with Heather, who suddenly knows everything about Aviva's book and the industry. It's amazing how these girls all seem to know about each other's books and who wrote them. 
I still stand with what I said. If Carol says no co-writer, there's no co-writer. If there is a ghostwriter, that's her business. She should be happy that Aviva has a publisher that was able to write a memoir where she shares her experiences and guides other people through their pain. After all, Aviva has definitely been through a lot of pain. Aviva is voicing how degenerated she felt towards Carol's reaction to the fact that she wrote the book. I, someone who helped Aviva write her book, though, don't remember her name on or if she was an editor, a co-writer, or a publisher. Because that was a weird sentence, Sonia. You spoke in popular in this. She does admit to having help of some sort, but I'm just a little bit all confused about this. Are you? Yep, we totally are. One thing Ramona is right about is when they go to the liquor store and that the people there notice when they walk into the store that there are the first cases which are stacked up are the most important ones. Wow, she's actually writing the sentence like that, people. (laughs) That is prime real estate in Manhattan. That is definitely where you want to be. Moreover, here comes Ramona Pino Power. Let's get ready. When Aviva and Heather are getting pedicures, and Aviva says that to the lady, very nonchalantly, I'll take a one-foot one, I laugh my ass up. So did I. (laughs) Because it's obvious she only wants a one-foot massage. If she's saying that because she wants it at half the price, hell, I didn't even think of that. Because I would ask for that as well. I don't pay for both feet if I'm only getting one massaged. I love that about Aviva. She can be so fresh and honest about what has happened to her. My mom always said, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. I prefer to laugh when I can, especially at my own pain. Yep, I totally agree with that. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't laughing at everything. Okay, doesn't everyone sharpie their own bags? I thought they did. My daughter made a joke that you can fix and do almost anything with a sharpie. Bags, eyeliner, eyebrows, lip liner, autographs, beauty marks, and even the wrinkles on your ass. Wait a minute, can I really use them for my eyebrows? That is good to know. And yes, I always use a bottle brush to clean those hard-to-get places in my toilet. My toilets are French and fussy, in case you caught that in the preview. Um, uh, you're crazy, along with your toilets, is what I'm saying, Sonia. Okay. (laughs) At my age, I have all kinds of tips to share, so just ask. Oh, okay. Right. I am, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to try and get Sonia on a recap show to share some of her tips with us, because... Right. I love Sonia Scantolini Restaurant on the east side of Manhattan. I have been going there since it first opened. It's a top restaurant that I used to bring my international power set to when I was a luxury brand restaurant and hotel consultant. Which you're not anymore and haven't been for forever, and I don't even really believe that you were. You're probably just staying at a hotel and telling people you were a consultant. Okay, I started building my brand when I was 12 years old. Oh, this is totally making sense. Here's a tip, you're a liar. Um, I first started as a beauty pageant con- contestant, and then later became an international model and actress. Oh my god, I would totally IMDB this right now, but I won't. Okay, student at a fashion school in marketing, that I believe, luxury brand consultant, restaurateur, producer, writer, performer, movie producer, and now an international entrepreneur fashion lifestyle brand. Wow. And this just in, we are a television network here at Reality Recaps. 
as well. <laughs> when Harry says, just do one of the things, he doesn't understand that the brand I'm building is not something you can just casually take and tack onto any one project. It must be launched properly and in synergy and with an entire brand idea. ID. What I really need is an investor who is big enough to take it global. After all, you can't put Sonia in a toaster oven box. My brand and I are timeless without a shelf life. Classic and fashionable, yet unbashedly me. Like Chanel, number five. There's no rush to grab the bat, the brass ring on this end. So thanks for watching. I will catch you all next week. Thus concludes Sonia's blog, and my tongue which is now bleeding. <laughs> Next up is Ramona's blog, titled Aviva Was Stirring the Pot. Hello again. It's already getting intense this season. Okay, everything is intense with you, Ramona. Aviva is working on getting in the good graces of some of the ladies in the group. She was drinking wine with me and now buying glasses like Carol. Aviva doesn't realize that with Carol, imitation is not a form of flattery. Well, we all know it now. Does she not remember how Carol reacted when Luann wore a cape in London that was similar to hers the day after she wore it? Does she not remember Carol's negative reaction to being intimidated? Numerous people use ghostwriters, but I don't think it's a question one asks a writer. I would like to believe Aviva's question to Carol was asked in innocence. Well, we all know that you're stupid, so you probably would. I had fun shopping at Vintage Grape for wines with Aviva. I ad I must admit, I like the fact she was going to serve Ramona Pino in addition to Rosé at her party. Well, exactly, Ramona, and that is the only reason why you showed up. <laughs> um, I was really stunned when Aviva discussed her lunch with Carol and me. I have never experienced Carol being condescending in any way. Aviva seemed to truly be upset about what went down with Carol at their lunch. She was expressing her feelings of disappointment and frustration with the lack of help she was getting from Carol, but on the other hand, I felt like Aviva was still stirring the pot. When I got to Aviva's new home, I must say I thought she did a great job on it. It all just came together so quickly. When she started speaking to me again about Carol and her book, now in front of our new friend Kristen, I felt I had no choice but to let Carol know. Nope, you were starting the pot. There seemed to be a major miscommunication, and I felt Carol should address it. Aviva, on the com on the comments she was making to the group, so that things would not get out of control. Okay, I tell you that. Um, Sonia always cracks me up. Only she would think of taking a sharpie to a designer bag. No, that's just you're just rich. It's a great tip to do. Why get rid of an expensive bag when you can just use a two dollar sharpie to fix it? Sonia and Harry have always had a charged connection. I think it's time for them to try and have a go at a relationship again. I was a little bit stunned when she walked into Aviva's party without Harry, Aviva's ex-husband, as her date. I mean, is that six degrees of separation, or what? Keep in touch with me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on True Faith Jewelry. Till next time, thus concludes the blog. Of Ramona. <laughs> Our next blog is from Heather, and it's called Heather on Her Most Precious Gift. At 16 years old, I went to the DMV to get my license. I checked the box to be an organ and tissue donor, and I used a woman behind me in line as my witness. It was a no-brainer for me. 
a decision that I had made on the spot without hesitation. Who would have known so many years later I would be the one benefiting from the life-saving donation made by another, instead of the one giving one? Which is the sole thought I had when choosing to be an organ donor. I was the one receiving. When Jax received his life-saving liver transplant at just six months of age, it was a gift that you can never, ever imagine. It was so special, but at the time, we knew there was a tragedy on the other end. The conflicting realities are the most bittersweet feelings you could ever experience. Feelings that my words can just not portray. It was a most precious gift. Our donor was a beautiful, vibrant, and profound young man named Donald Blair. In his death, Don touched 50 lives because he was a donor. One organ and tissue donor can save and improve the lives of over 50 others, and so your decision to give matters. Though my research and life as an organ donor, an advocate, and a recipient, I have learned so much and have heard of the hesitations that keep people from registering to be a donor. Today, I would like to highlight some of the important facts about organ donation and encourage you to check the box right here to become an organ donor. And of course, you can do that over on her blog if you would like to. So, I'm going to just say, for the fact of um, keeping it to the housewives, she goes on with all of the facts and statistics all about um, donating um, and what you can do and who has done it and famous people and blah, 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 blah. It's like three pages of that, and I don't think that you guys really want to hear that in your Bravo blog. So if you want all of the information on being an organ donor, you can check out her vlog on bravotv.com to um, look for all of that. And then she basically ends by just saying, now through the end of April, Yummy will donate $5 from every, every Yummy Tummy patented three-panel original tank sold to donate to Donate Life America. Shop now for a cause. Love, Heather. So, kind of a short blog from Heather. Didn't really talk much housewives in it, but like I say, if you guys want all of that information, you can check it out in her blog. So now we'll move on to the final two blogs that I know you guys are probably as excited as I am to hear um, about. And they are, of course, from Batcha Crazy Aviva and one who I love, Carol. So I say, let's start off with Aviva, whose blog is called Ghost Story. Ooh. Okay. The <laughs> I like I totally just blanked after doing that because in my brain I was like, ooh, I should put ghost noises in here, but I'm not going to. Because like I said, my tongue is falling off right now. Okay, so let's start with Aviva for real. Okay. The centerpiece of this episode is my fight with Carol about the use of ghost writers. First of all, in the history of all the real housewives everywhere, I officially declare this. The stupidest fight ever. Of course you do, Aviva, because you would want to make everything about you, and you did the best, and now you have the best stupidest fight ever. P.S. Is stupidest a word? Stupidest person, Aviva? Okay. Nothing will ever change what's on the show. 
but I'm not going to continue the fight on my blog, on Twitter, or in an MMA, mixed martial arts, cage. So here are my final words on ghostwriters and ghostwriting. Oh yes, Aviva, we cannot wait, tell us. They are, who cares? Who actually wrote the Bible? Did Homer have help on the Iliad and the Odyssey? Was there even a guy names Homer? Okay, now, P.S., she says names Homer, and this is the shit that I think Bravo Blogs does. I think they don't purposely like people, and I hear, like, sometimes they fix the blogs, so I have a feeling that Aviva typoed names instead of named, and now Bravo is like, oh, she thinks she's a writer, so we're going to leave it in to make her look stupid. Or maybe they just changed it to make her look stupid, but that's just the stuff that I read into. So whether it's true or not, I don't know. That's just my theory. Okay, so was Gordon Lish a co-writer of many of Raymond Carver's stories or merely the editor? And is editing ever really merely? Who cares? I'm not comparing my book, Leggy Blonde, to any of these great works, as you shouldn't, but the work stands on its own. The only ones who will care or discuss it are historians and haters, and I doubt historians will ever take an interest in my book, but the haters are already on the case. I was pissed at Carol when she dissed my right to write. She feels she's earned the right to write books because of several hundred years of experience as a journalist. And further, that I don't, because as she said in the episode, I'm a nothing, never had a job outside the house, period. I'm a nothing, never had... See, like, that sentence is not right, but they left it in. Okay. Ridiculous, of course, but when I did, I responded to her in that cute pink room and say what I heard about her ghostwriter. You know, it's what I do when I'm attacked. I could have handled it a lot better, sure. Carol can say whatever she wants about me. I'm out of the responding to Carol's vitriol business. Right, because you're wrong, you have no defense, you're insane, so now you're just gonna, like, play the victim and shut up if I hate you. See, I don't care if Carol uses a ghostwriter, an editor, or a room full of monkeys to write her book. It doesn't matter if it takes a village or a solarity or a solitarity journalist. Carol's first book is really, really good. Read it, read mine first, but then read Carol's you be the judge. I'm sorry, read it, read mine first, but then be the judge. Because she spelled it wrong, and like I said, they're leaving all the typos in. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make people look stupid on the blog, and I love it. All right, using a ghostwriter or ghostwriters or as told to people or editors or suggestors or velociraptors or contributors or withs or hobbits is a non-issue. Hillary Clinton used three in her memoir. In the acknowledgments, she writes, This book may not have taken a village to write, but it certainly took a superb team. The smartest decision I made was to ask Lisa Muscany, Marianne Vollers, and Ruby Shamir to spend two years of their lives working with me. The team did the initial writing. Then Hillary rewrote and edited with them. 
Again, in no way am I comparing myself to Hillary Clinton, but no one will ever say Hillary Clinton didn't write that book. No, they won't. And oh my god. <laughs> okay, I will, once and for all, answer Caroline's burning question. Did I write Leggy Blonde all by myself? All by myself, question mark? No way. I wrote the initial draft, then continued working on it with my own superb team, and I don't think I could have written the book without them. Certainly, it wouldn't be the same. I didn't thank them on the title page. I did acknowledge them in the acknowledgments, but still, regrettedly, probably left out a couple dozen. I admire Carol for doing her own book all by herself. It's a huge task. It was for me anyway. Still, I take responsibility for every word in Leggy Blonde. If you like it, I thank you on behalf of the team. If you don't, don't bother sending letters to everyone in the acknowledgments. Aim your arrows at me. It's my fault. I'm the author. Okay, so what she's doing right there is <laughs> the people who she didn't acknowledge who are pissed, she probably had a fight with, and then she was like, I'm on the show, I have to take all the abuse, so I should be the one who gets the credit, and I have to take all the abuse. So now she's like throwing that in there as like a dig to those people. I totally bet you. Allegedly, I have no proof, I'm just giving you theories. Okay, last paragraph. By the way, when you read the acknowledgements, you'll notice Carol in there. Yes, I thanked Carol. Well, because it's been two years since the show filmed and your book just came out, so you're smart enough to know that that will create um, media buzz around it. Great. So it was a fellow member of it was a fellow member of Real Housewives, but I, oh, so she didn't even say Caroline was in there. All she says is I thanked a fellow member of the Real Housewives, but I probably should have added as an inspiration that Carol wrote such a good memoir encouraged me to do the same. Okay, I take back what I wrote before. If you don't like my book, blame Carol. Buy my book here. Oh, darn. This is an audio um, version of your blogs, and thus nobody can buy your book, Aviva. So sorry. Thus concludes the blog of Aviva. <laughs> okay, here we go. Last but not least is Carol, and her blog is called This Blog Was Ghostwritten by Stephen King. <laughs> I love it already. Okay. This blog was ghostwritten by Stephen King. If you happen to read my Twitter feed over the weekend, then you know a lot happened between seasons. Life keeps rolling after the cameras stop and impacts our relationships on screen. Andy often says in Housewives interviews, off-camera are pretty much the same as they are on, and that's true. You probably guessed my friendship with Aviva was nearly non-existent already when we met for lunch at the St. Bart's Cafe. I should have known, as we learned, nothing good comes out of St. Bart's. I can't pretend to feel something I don't. Ask my ex-boyfriends. I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a liar or a phony. Even when I know it's in my best interest to be. I'm no actress either, or I would have acted like Aviva and I were old friends catching up over a cup of tea in the first scene, which is what she wanted to do. 
Instead, I frowned so much that after watching the episode, I ran straight to the dermatologist. Okay, and P.S. She was on um, Watch What Happens Live last night after the episode, and it totally seems like she got face work done. Am I the only one that thinks that? Okay, I don't know. Okay, so we all know that uh, Carol also likes to break things down into chapters. I'm not going to each of them, but I will tell you when she's doing her shift, and this one is called This Isn't About Writing, It's About Lying. All that talk of moving men glasses and copy editing made me cringe. I couldn't stop shoving bread into my mouth. This might be the most awkward lunch since President Bush vomited at the banquet with the Japanese Prime Minister. I don't really care that Aviva said she was the single white female, and I don't care that Aviva had a ghostwriter. No one does. The only person who seemed to care is Aviva. I think it's great if anyone gets published these days. Publishing is a tough business. Remember what I said about Luann's book last season? I'm nothing if not consistent. And I didn't even like her that much then. Spoiler alert, now I love her. So, this isn't about books, it's about behavior. I can't understand why Aviva is so set on being dishonest when it's so much easier to tell the truth. It's common procedure in the industry for people with little or no professional writing experience to get a book deal because of their profile and then hire a writer. Although, I know which ghostwriter worked with Aviva, out of professional courtesy to the writer and to Aviva's publisher, I'm not going to name her. But she is well known in the industry and has penned many books, including several by reality stars. Aviva was looking for a way to promote her book on the show. I get that. She knew that by engaging me in drama about writing, she'd get a lot of attention, which she did. There's nothing that Bravo likes more than a housewife talking about another housewife behind their back, again and again, and again. So if I helped Aviva sell more books, that's great. It's not how I would have liked to have done it, but I'm sure my thank you note is in the mail. Next section, Who Drew First Blood? I know it's dramatic, but like an extra on Game of Thrones, Aviva told Heather that it was I who drew first blood. I did? Here's what happened. It's really quite simple. Aviva asked me to vet a ghostwriter for her, a woman her publisher suggested. So I did. During our lunch at St. Bart's, I asked her about it. During a long conversation we were having about writing, did you end up hiring the writer? Those are the words that launched Bookgate. I had no idea she was going to lie to me and say she didn't use one. Had she been honest, I would have supported her wholeheartedly as I did when she signed her book deal. And that would have ended, and it was, and that would have ended what already was an awkward scene. Instead, she said she wrote the book herself. As she described it, it was fun, like writing a long email. Ouch. No offense, long emailers, but writing a book is nothing like that. And as any of our fellow bloggers will tell you, 
I write a long email. I am a, I am a long emailer, so apparently I could do a very good memoir, which I should write and is coming one day, people, because trust me, there's a lot you don't know that I know that I can't wait to share. <laughs> um, as you can see in the scene from my blank stare, I was puzzled. She was lying, and I could have said right then, that's not true. You went through two writers before you found one who would work with you. Your contact was close to being canceled for failure to deliver. I could have run to everyone else and showed them gossip about her. I didn't. Instead, I said nothing. Let's be clear. Me asking her about a ghostwriter, a woman she wanted to hire, who she had talked about, is not the same as her asking me. I am, by profession, a writer. She knows that, and she is not. Aviva acts ignorant of all this, as if she is, surprise, surprise, the victim. Please get over yourself, Aviva. So, in typical Aviva fashion, she goes on and on and on, first telling Ramona, then Heather, and then Sonia, and then Kristen. Even Ramona, who has seen her fair share of drama with Aviva, is confused with this new absurdity. To cover up her fake story, Aviva behaves like a seven-year-old. She makes up a distraction story. She says, She didn't have to hire a ghostwriter, but guess who did? Carol. And Aviva even knows his name. Imagine that! The whole time. I could have had someone else writing my books, columns, articles, while I took kickboxing classes and learned mahjong. What Aviva keeps claiming as silly show drama, in quotes, is called something else by the legal community. Slander. Slander is a serious business. If she were a lawyer, as she claims, then she should know that. I rely on the intelligence of the audience to see through what she is doing, and I think she makes it easy. Unlike Aviva, the wine from Providence explodes, but then settles down, and I'm still waiting for my bottle of bitch wine. Next section, it doesn't take a village to write a book, it takes a writer. <laughs> it was an it was eye-opening to see that Aviva not only has little respect for me specifically, but she has even less for working women in general. Instead of celebrating our accomplishments, she belittles them. She does exactly what she accuses me of doing. I have the utmost respect for the life's choices she's made. I think she's raised a beautiful family. I've never spoken negatively at all about her life's work. Yet, she feels it's okay to slander me and my writing, reduce my decades-long news career to a few essays, and dismisses Heather's multi-million dollar fashion company as fat-binding pantyhose. <laughs> Same lie again. Now to Heather. Did you see it? Don't blink, it's quick. She instantly changed the subject to, you guessed it, Carol's ghostwriter. Aviva typed and wrote and consulted all by herself. Hmm, typing and writing are, I believe, the same thing. As for consulting, writers don't do much consulting. They're busy writing and drinking. Like I said, the woman's deranged. Housewarming party from hell. 
I didn't want to go to Aviva's house, but I even brought a little bottle of tequila because I heard she and Ramona reconciled over their newfound love of tequila. But before we got to the hellish part, how much did you all love Heather's dress? She's showing Aviva's image cons- that she's showing Aviva's image consultant friend. See, that's a little dig at Aviva. So I'll call out Carol for that because I do love her. But how she just throws in there that Aviva has an image consultant. Um. Anyhow, she has a house. She has a housewarming dress, and if she's not in the mood to wear her housewarming dress, she won't. That is the only line in the entire show that still makes me laugh. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I love Heather for taking on crazy. She gets it. She too has spent 20 years building a career. Speaking of careers, Sonia, love you. But I have time to write a book because it's a job. I write and companies pay me for it. That's how jobs work. Except for this blog, which Bravo gets for free. Exclamation point. Kristen might not be the sharpest tool in the shed. She jokes, but she nails it. She explains that in modeling, there is one model. Like in publishing, there is one writer. Okay, she loses me there in the end. But for the most part, she's the only one who makes sense. Think about that. <laughs> As usual, Ramona is stirring the pot. And I don't blame her. She's just a pawn in Aviva's sideshow. And yep, I take the bait. Aviva poked and poked until I lost it. I don't care if she rearranges her own reality, but I care if she rearranges mine. I get mad, really mad, white, hot, mad. And oh no, she heard things, big bad things. Do you get the feeling that sometimes the only thing Aviva hears are the voices in her own head? And for the love of God, why does she keep pushing pasta on me. (laughs) Maybe I am John Grisham. It took him three years to finish his first novel, and guess what? It was rejected by 30 publishers and had to be overhauled. Imagine that. He wrote and rewrote and rewrote until he got it. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe I'm Stephen King. He chucked his first novel in the garbage, then fished it out, overhauled it, and called it Carrie. But before I leave, you lovelies, are you still with me? Let's do a quick pop review. One, Aviva says, Bill Whitworth ghostwrites my book. The truth? Bill Whitworth is a real person and an editor. He's not a writer and he's not a ghostwriter. Not mine or anybody else's. And he's retired now after a long and distinguished career, but is still considered one of the best and most respected editors in the business. Bill makes a cameo on the show. Just wait. Aviva says her publishing house passed on my novel. The truth. They didn't pass. They made an author. They were one of six publishers who bid on it, but they lost in a heated auction. Three. Aviva says her publishing house told her I hired a ghostwriter. The truth. Houses can talk. Aviva hired a ghostwriter. I have a professional relationship with her quote-unquote publishing house, and no one there told her my books are ghostwritten. No one wants to talk to Aviva about anything. Surprise, surprise. But just maybe the night watchman told her, or maybe it was the voices in her head. Let's just hope they don't tell her to burn down the gymnasium. Get it is like a reference to Carrie, I think, Stephen King, because I don't watch Carrie things or bloody gory things because I don't like them because I have bad dreams. <gasps> Thus concludes the Real Housewives of New York Bravo blogs. But don't 
go anywhere yet. All right, do you want to hear me do the little chapter thing? Because I have some other things to tell you. Here, let, let's do one last note from Eric. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. The little just, uh, for those of you that get audiobooks, you will find that so funny. Um, my little transition-y transitioners. But okay, so what I wanted to tell you guys one more time is, don't forget, check out our Kickstarter. It really helps support all of our shows and content. Of course, you can access it from the homepage of yourrealityrecaps.com, where you can also find the banner for amazon.com if you have any online shopping to do. You just click that banner to start your shopping. You don't pay any more. We get a little bit back, and it really helps support our shows as well. Or you can make a donation to PayPal um, right there as well. Now, we do have some fun and exciting shows coming up for you guys for the rest of the week on the 20th of um, March, which is tomorrow, a Thursday, we will be doing our Survivor recap show. And then on Friday, the 21st, we will be doing a special Opposite World show with Jeff Rye. Although it's going to be more like a reality check show where Jeff Rye comes on and we talk a little bit Opposite Worlds, but we also are going to be talking other reality TV shows. And for those of you that don't know, um, our reality check show, You Guys Control. We take the questions, topics, and everything from you guys live. And that show is on um, our website. It is live on video. Of course, you can also get the video or audio-only version after the fact on iTunes or Stitcher. And all of those feeds and all the ways to get our shows um, is over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash podcast. Or watch them on the website or go to YouTube, YouTube slash reality recaps. And then if you're there, thumbs up and subscribe because we need subscribers. So, okay, until next week, I will see you guys all. And I mean next week for the Bravo blog reading next week because, of course, you're going to see me tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Ooh, and really good point. Some of you may not know, John is actually doing short, like under five minute reaction vlogs to on video to the Real Housewives of New York as well. So you can check those out over on the website. And um, I believe Zach is doing blogs. If you do want to read a short comedic little blurb about what happened on The Real Housewives of New York. Of course, we also have bloggers doing um, RuPaul's Drag Race. John is also doing video short five-minute recaps about RuPaul's Drag Race. And you guys know we're doing Survivor and Amazing Race and other Bravo shows and so much more. So, okay, that is all for today parting is such sweet sorrow. I'm going to go now and figure out what I have to do about the fact that I've been a hole in my tongue and it has been flapping around this whole time. I am the brandy of blog reading at this moment, but I cut out a lot of the times when I was going like that, which is how I want to talk, but I actually have like a tissue pressed over, but you guys don't care. You're like, shut up. Okay, Eric, it's been an hour of you reading Bravo blogs to us. Let us go, Eric. Okay. Go off into the world. If by some chance you are hearing this before um, 8 p.m. on Wednesday, the 19th, 
I'll see you guys at 8 p.m. to um, live chat and tweet Survivor. So see you guys around. Check out the website. Share with your friends. Kickstarter, most important. I will see you guys all next week in this spot or tomorrow or tonight or anywhere. Bye for now.